nerds, you're listening to an episode on the Nerdcore podcast feed. If you're feeling generous, please consider pledging to a tier on our Patreon at patreon.com slash the Nerdcore. We have tiers as low as $1 per month. Thanks so much, and enjoy the episode! Welcome back, everybody, to the Nerdcore Podcast, a podcast that reviews the movies and talks that nerd shit. This is episode 541, and we are here to commence Wong Kar Wai Month as we talk about his 1994 film, Chungking Express. As always, it is the nerd you're going to hear the host of the show, along with my wonderful co-host, Brad Young Yoda, who was in here twice. I don't understand exactly how that happened, Brad, but what's up? So what's up, everybody? Um, y'all did not see that. <laughs> you, you can tell there's something happened when Brad just <laughs> smiles, that gives that, like, I don't know what the fuck just happened, smile, like. I don't know, technology, yo. Technology, I don't, I don't know. I don't know what's going on, bro. Oh, man. But, yes, we are going to be starting our One Card Wine Month here. It will be going on throughout the month of January. Justin, we had to catch up a little bit this week, so I hope you all have enjoyed our couple of episodes that we've done this week. You've been able to listen to our TAR episode, our top 10 of 2022, and our final review of Añez Varda month, Jaco de Nantes. I hope you all have enjoyed those episodes, and this will be the last one of this week. You have gotten four episodes this week, so I'm really sorry. You're not used to that, but we need to do this to catch up. And to, and before we go any further, Kylie, this is a pre-recording. Pre-recording. Kylie, this is a pre-recording. A Next pre-recording, week, Kylie. we'll be back. On Thursday, we are going to be live because right now the way we're doing this, y'all, is that Monday's theme reviews go live on uh, Patreon on Sunday for a day early before, what's it called? It goes to the public on Monday. So we'll be doing pre-recordings of those. So... On Thursday is when you're going to be able to get to see us live as we talk about our second review of the week, which along next with, week. Along with Friday and Saturday Seven, and Sunday, Sunday for live yeah. shows. So we will be live. It's just Mondays. We're doing Mondays. pre-recordings now. Give us a little yeah. extra time. Also, if I want to go see a movie. Or... Exactly, <laughs> if I want to go see Megan. Because bro likes to ruin like our fucking times. <laughs> Shut up, Brad. If I want to go see Megan. Uh... <laughs> yeah. You haven't seen the trailer for Megan Brett about the android who is like who can be your best friend? I'd rather not. It's it's one of the Blumhouse uh, films. It's, it's produced by James Wan. Oh, God. Yeah. That oh, says God. everything you already, need to know. Uh, yeah, I can already see that just going in the wrong direction. Yeah. Um, but Brad, before we get into any of this, Brad, how are you doing today? I'm doing well. Doing well. I uh, went to work. That's about it right now. I talked about <laughs> All right. Yeah. All right. So, I just want to say, you know, Brad, what's it called? Congrats, Brad. You you, been, you were able to watch two movies this week. What's it called? Uh, yeah. You know? Yeah. It and, helped uh, that Tar was, you had watched Tar a while ago. Yeah, I watched yeah. Tar a while ago. But I did watch this movie, um, not yesterday, but the day before. Yeah. 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 It really, and I got to admit, like, you know, it's been a good week for movies. 
Yeah, go away from movies, right? Brett Tar, Jaco, this one. And yeah. then um, yeah, we'll be pre-recording our review on Saturday of uh, Ashes of Time. By the way, Rice, I have not seen Ashes of Time, so I'm really uh time after time. <laughs> but um Brad, I just went to work. That's that's it for yeah, me. Yeah, I mean that's I feel you. Yeah. Um I went to work. I gave my uh, my friend who's going to be modeling for me on Sunday for a shoot that I'm doing. Uh, what's it called? I gave her the dress that she needs. So all that is done. And um, yeah, I pretty much just watched this movie too. So I ain't got much to say, y'all. Uh, I, I mean, and apparently there's people out there who don't like the banter. So, you know. Yeah, but yada, you know, yada, yada. who cares? We do five minutes of banter so that we can... We, you guys don't understand. I don't talk to Brad on this throughout the day. Yeah. This is literally the time we get to talk to each other. So I would like for these podcasts to mimic two friends talking about a movie with each other when they see each other at night. You know, come on, man. I mean, it's only five minutes. So if, if y'all feel really like strongly for that. And skip five minutes. Just, just skip five minutes. Yeah. Honestly. Yeah. But uh, I'm really excited, y'all. This is my month because last year uh, Brad did Dog Month, which was pretty good too. But um, this month I decided I really wanted to introduce Brad to – well, not introduce Brad, but continue Brad on his journey of watching the films of Hong Kong filmmaker Wong Kar Wai because we started his, his journey with uh, with the Grandmaster. And I told Brad, especially in that review, I was like, Brad, that is not what he's known for. This movie is completely not what he's known for. What he saw today is what he's known for. This is the stuff that Wong Kar Wai blew up with, uh, especially this movie here. Uh, this movie also, we have to thank Quentin Tarantino for this because if Quentin Tarantino didn't fall in love with this movie in 1994, he would have never brought it over to the United States but from Miramax because... Yeah, and if you read uh, Roger Ebert's review of this, Roger Ebert does mention Tarantino introducing yeah. this to everyone. Yep, he fell in love with this movie, man. But um, yeah, I so I'm really excited to get Brad to watch some of these films, especially some of my because some of these are my favorite films of all time. Some of these are films that I feel they uh, influence me as a filmmaker as well, and they influence the style that I'm trying to pursue. But of course, without a further ado, Brad, because they're not used to six minutes of banter, let's go ahead and get this party started, Brad. So, and you will stop there because of copyright. (laughs) So, um, without further ado, if you have not seen Chunking Express, this is your chance to get out of here if you haven't seen it or if you care about spoilers. But if you don't, or you already seen the film, like myself, who's seen it like about five times, I believe, which also reminds me, I forgot to log that into Letterboxd a couple of minutes ago. But I've seen this a couple of times. So if you're not like me or you've already or you don't care about spoilers, stick around. Either way, how any of that goes, Brad, this is their one and only spoiler warning. And it is in effect in a five, four, three, two, one. (laughs) There you go. So it's up. This time I didn't forget. This time I didn't forget, Brad. Mm-hmm. Yep. Got a banner right there. Scrolls. So I'm going to read here from Wikipedia, y'all. 
So strap in because they do not disrespect the man known as Juan Carr Y. They actually give him a good amount of uh, reading here. So Chungking Express is a 1994 Hong Kong romantic crime dra- comedy drama film written and directed by Wong Kar Wai. The film consists of two stories told in sequence, each about a lovesick Hong Kong policeman mulling over, mulling over his relationship with a woman. The first, the first story stars Takeshi Kaneshiro as a cop obsessed by his breakup with a woman named Mei and his encounter with a mysterious drug smuggler, Bridget Lin. The second stars Tony Leung, if you all may know him, if you watched Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings last year. As a police officer roused from his gloom over the loss of his flight attendant girlfriend, Valerie Chow, by the attentions of a quirky snack bar worker, Fei Wong. Chungking in the title refers to Chungking mansions in Simsai Shu. I think that's how you say that. Hong Kong, where Wong grew up in the 1960s. Express refers to the food stand Midnight Express, located in Anquai Fong, an area in central Hong Kong. In 2022, the, uh, the film appeared at number 88 on the decennial Sight and Sound Critics Poll of the Greatest Films of All Time. Written and directed by Wong Kar Wai, produced by Chun Yikan, Jeffrey Lau. Uh, cinematography is done by Christopher Doyle and Andrew Lau. Brad. This is cinematography that's done by the same man who worked with Edward Yang on that day on the beach. Um, and edited by William Chong, uh, Y, Kwang Xiong Long. Uh, music is done by Frankie Chan, Roy Garcia. And it sits at an hour and 38 minutes and no budget here to report y'all, but it did make $600,200. $600,200 in the United States. And in Hong Kong, it made 7.65 local uh, currency because I don't know what the currency is in Hong Kong. But with that said, um, that's all I have to read. Uh, Brad, I'm going to go with you first because I've seen this movie five times now. I think it's been five times, four times. Um, this time I decided to opt out and watch the old restoration of this movie. And uh, I want to hear from you first, though. Brad, what are your initial thoughts on Chunking Express? So just to start, I did watch the alternate version because that's the first one that popped up on Criterion. Okay, so, so you watched the old restoration. Well, whatever yeah. alternate version is. So I Alternate version is the old restoration. Yeah, so I watched that. Um, still looked great. I mean, honestly. Um, I... I want to say I really like the film techniques he used in this, like that blur motion technique, especially through the the first story. Mm-hmm. Um, that blur technique was pretty awesome. I, I loved. I actually really loved the story of the 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 first story of that. Um, it's just the only thing I really have against this on my first watch, and it won't happen again in a, like a second, third, fourth, fifth watch. <laughs> is you don't realize there's two stories in this movie. Like, like, like he, he makes it known. So I'll, I'll give one car why that he makes it known. There's two stories in this movie, <laughs> but you have to be really paying attention to it. 
otherwise you're kind of like like what happened what happened to the the like all the drugs and the you know the 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 girl the, with the, the drug smuggler wig. and the you know what happened to all that and you were thrown in this whole another story that's about a, a a cop and uh basically a barista and you know that whole thing and i'm just i was sitting there like these stories have no correlation other than this one dude like got a drink here <laughs> that's about it um so it, it was really that part was really confusing to me it, it's just there's two separate stories in this but other than that i mean cine, cinematography is great the stories are very well done especially the first story like i really enjoyed that first story um then it, it had like good humor in it like the the guy jogs over the place so um like he sweats instead of cries and i'm like that's not how that's not how any of that works, bro. <laughs> I had to cry, dog. <laughs> and and then, cry. He's, he, then he's buying ex- expired or almost expired uh, pineapples yeah, because he his ex-girlfriend up. is named May. And I'm like, yeah, I've been there. So, <laughs> And mind you, it. he throws it up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He throws it up at a bar. So I'm guessing whiskey and um, expired uh, pineapple. pineapple doesn't go well. But yeah, that first story, like, I mean, I mean, I wish he could have just expanded kind of on that first story because I was really wondering what happened to this woman. I think I know what happened to this woman. She just, she did get a plane ticket the day before, so she probably got the fuck out of there. Yeah. Um, that's, but this woman literally ran through like a whole city block shooting people and was not apprehended at all and nothing. And was even like take like she got drunk with a like a cop and like taken to a hotel room where yep. she promptly fell asleep. Uh, but yeah, th- this is an enjoyable film. I liked it. Like you don't even like you don't even sense the runtime really. Yeah, it's 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 very much an experience. Um, I was gonna say they did my boy dirty breaking up with him on a <laughs> on April Fool's Day. On April Fool's, he gave her but... and he gave her a month. But this had like joke. one. This had like one of the best moments I think I've seen in a film is when this guy is. You can tell like he's hurting, and it's his birthday, and he was just gonna leave like his beeper there because he's like nobody's gonna call me on my birthday. Yeah, and just this random woman, like that he took to a hotel room and she fell asleep as he ate four salads and uh and whatever the else that dude ate. That dude was eating. <laughs> but it's probably because he jogs a lot. Um. And she calls him on his birthday, and he's just like, it's literally in the tagline. If my memory of her has an expiration date, let it be 10,000 years. Like, that's like, yeah, he'll never forget that phone call on his birthday when he thought no one cared. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So I've seen this film about four to five times now. Um, This movie is just atmospheric in every way possible. The way that. Wong Kar Wai is able to take two separate stories and just link them through the idea of like this shared human connection of wanting to be with the right person, but having to wait because in our first story, does he meet the right person? We don't know, but we don't know if he'll ever get with her because yeah. what's it called? Uh, she She's obviously not ready for him. In the second story, or, or he's not ready for her. He, yeah. In I the mean, second story, yeah. yeah, 
he he wants to go. We see the continuation of what would have probably happened to the cop in that one is that she wasn't obviously ready for him. She goes to what's it called, kind of explore and like take this time, take a year to really understand herself, comes back. And you're you can tell from that ending that it's like, yeah, we're gonna be together. We're we're like I'm ditching this joint. Yeah, 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 I'm ditching this joint, like we're out. like when he brought out that boarding pass that she that she yeah. had drawn up before you you knew right then like ah, that's it she's she's smitten like that's yeah. all she needed he actually she's also to remind y'all what's it called i'm not gonna say girls because it could be dudes too and it's something that important they are not going to forget a whole year later they are not going to forget mm-hmm. but um I love this movie. I love Christopher Doyle's, uh, what's it called, the cinematography. And then there's, uh, I can never remember can I, his name correctly. Can but, I just say I like the color grading in this film? Oh, yeah. It, it, it's very noir-esque. Yeah. This whole this whole movie to me. And just the color grading helps that. And and you see, um, what's it called? Um, Walker Y begins his career in 88, bro, by making uh, As Tears Go By. At the time in Hong Kong, Basically, the most famous movies were crime thrillers, you know, in the style of noirs. He didn't want to do that. He wanted to make one that was like a crime thriller, but he wanted to keep the swagger and romanticism that he loves and he wanted to explore. He kind of does that throughout his whole career, except for um, stuff like In the Move for Love 2046 and stuff like that. But in this one, there's just this inherent swagger to this movie. Like it's so it's like, and if I can, if I can, what's it called? Explain it in any way is that this movie is sexy as fuck. Like this movie is beautifully created. And it's like, even the stuff like the step printing, which by the way, Brad, um, the way he does that is actually really interesting. You take, because, because now all you need to do is just like isolate layers and what's it called, like reduce frame, frame rate on the computer and stuff. Back then in the mm-hmm. world of film, you basically took one part, one frame of the film, put it on top of the other one, put it on top of the other one to reduce mm-hmm. that rate there. Because, of course, if we remember, cinema is 24 frames per second. So you have 24 of those frames, what's it called, to create one frame. 24 of those to create one one uh, one second of cinema. You basically took them, put them on top of each other to kind of reduce that frame rate. And, and it, make is that, that where you get that visual of the the, of the like the, the, yeah, yeah. The, like the motion, like the motion yeah. blur is what I like yeah. to call it. Yeah, step printing is 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 the uh, technical term of it. But um, yeah, and it's it, dude, it it looks so freaking. It good. really does. Like like that was the first thing I really like got a hold of me on this film was that motion blur when it comes out but you're right this film does come off very sexy um yeah. I, I think i think it's mainly especially in the first story it's your main actress there oh yeah like just full raincoat glasses blonde hair she just fucking looks cool yeah. and she's just a she's just a badass like you know feminine person in this film yeah and she's literally running a show trying to keep this whole thing going and then someone screws her over and then at the end of it she takes him out and she gets away with like killing like three people throughout this film yeah now like, that kidnaps a girl cool. a little girl kidnaps a little girl doesn't actually do anything to her yeah, buys she her ice, ice cream. cream yeah, yeah. but she but, knows, but let, let's be real here had had that dude not come through she would have killed that girl yeah she was gonna kill her yeah 
but she knew that that was enough to get him there, you know? Yeah. And, um, yeah. Ah, God. I, uh, like, honestly, what's it called? I love the second half of this film, the second story, but like, there's just for you to open it up with that. It's just like, ah, oh. like that, that's just, to me, it's like, it perfectly sets the tone of this very like paced out, very like, what's it called? A uh, stylistic film. And when we get to our second story, you have like an incredible performance from Tony Long, who sometimes y'all, when you're looking at these films from Wong Kar Wai, Tony Long doesn't even have to say a word. He says it all with his fucking eyes, man. Mm -hmm. His eyes are what are is doing the acting for him. Um, I I I, I do love what's it called, the uh, Fei Wong's rendition of uh, Dreams by the Cranberries. Uh, I was like, at first, I remember when I first watched this film, I was like, oh, the Cranberries. And then it's like, oh no, this is in Cantonese. This is in fucking English. <laughs> um, I like Fei Wong's uh, performance too. Um, I do love the what's it called? The uh, I do love the beginning in the beginning of the second story when he's like, "Oh, you like like what's it called? The uh, loud music and stuff." And she's like, "Ah, like louder, better." Right? And he goes, and then he goes, "What's it called? What do you like?" She asks him, "Like, what do you like?" And he just comes in and he's like, "Chef salad." <laughs> and just walks out like like and that's when she was hooked yeah, that's she was hooked she's like <laughs> chef salad chef. i still don't actually know what a chef salad is brad um uh it's it's the ham and egg that's a oh. chef salad that's a ham and egg it's just that's what a chef salad is oh okay okay um but yeah Brad, i also have to agree with you the uh the coloring is is fantastic in this movie um of course we've seen what's it called it's it's because uh, that day on the beach is like it's the same cinematographer but it's a lot more of a restrained christopher doyle compared to this movie because mm -hmm. in this movie you can tell that wonka is like no 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 let's get it from this angle dude like look at the way this is like let's let's work with that and obviously his lighting techniques that he uses in this one are very different and well, there's, um, there's a lot of areas it's natural lighting like yeah. where they're especially in the second one where they're they're in the apartment and then i don't know he's right close to like an airport That's, yeah or like a walkway a moving walkway and you just get that natural lighting coming from there it's like a really cool look yeah i love that part where she's going up the the, the what's it called the escalator i think and uh what's it called her image kind of reflects on the side of the escalator right there and mm -hmm. it's kind of warped as well. And it's just, oh, God, just this movie, man. Um, I just, I really love this movie. I love the idea of him, like, exploring what's it called, the memory of romance and how we, what's it called, remember, like, oh, you know, the one that got away and, like, the one who, what's it called, that we weren't ready for, but what's it called, we we come back to and it, 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 and it apparently works out. And I just... I don't know. I, I I was just I I fell in love with this movie again. I always fall in love with it every time I watch it. Um, do you but... do you think he? So this is a this is a beat cop that's just on there. Yeah. Who literally buys a restaurant, and I really think in some part, like deep down, he bought that restaurant waiting for her because he yes. knew she would return to that spot. Because the boarding pass said that it was for one year later. Yeah. I'm will I I I'm I, I'm pretty sure that's what he did, that's yeah. what the cop did. Um, I was also going to say that. So it's just it's interesting that you say how you got confused, Brad. And it's like this movie was originally going to be three stories, three stories. One of the stories is actually in his next film, uh, Fallen Angels, hmm. and 
think I read that somewhere. Yeah. And that story could not feel any more different from what was going on in this one. Um, and especially if you like, the, we're not going to cover Fallen Angels this month, but if I, I would, like, I, we might want to bring it up for like an international month because if you like the crime feeling of this one, mm. fuck, man. Fallen Angel takes the noir to the next freaking level in this in that movie. I mean, I was I was really feeling that first story and that noir effect. Like I was really enjoying that. And yeah. then it just like abruptly just kind of ends. And you get yeah. into the more romantic story and I'm just like what the fuck happened? Where where did all like the the <laughs> where did all the drug smuggling and the shooting and the gangster fucking go? I got a yeah. cop here eating soup and carrying vegetables. <laughs> yep. Yep. And then what's it called later? Her, some random girl that he meets is cleaning his apartment all the time. Like, one car, why? Well, can I, can I just say, when she first started this, I literally thought she was just fucking with him. She no. would change the cups. She would change shit. She would move shit. She she literally changed the big white polar bear thing to Garfield. And yeah. like and I'm sitting there going, this woman is trying to cause this man to go insane. Because that's what I would start to think, because nothing in my house is the same. I would start no. to think, but it's so slightly different <laughs> that I'd be like, What the fuck is going on? Though that cop is terrible at his job, and yeah, he would he, be getting uh, robbed day in day I, out. I love it. I love it because he literally mentions, "I think I'm getting better at like noticing things." No, you're not. <laughs> because as he's so literally funny. talking to the big giant Garfield, he's like, "Oh, where did you get these scar marks?" And I'm just like, "Is this dude for real, dude? You had a big white fluffy fucking dog." <laughs> And if Fei Wong wouldn't have been there when he opened the door, I'm pretty sure he would have brushed off the fucking apartment getting flooded. Yeah, probably. He's like, oh, I must have left that on. It's like, no, you fucking didn't, dude. And then what was she doing with the fish? Yeah. Did she just keep adding fish? Yeah, she just keep adding you fish. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. At she first, doing when too I was much, watching bro. this, I'm like, she's doing she, too much. She's literally trying to cause this man to go insane because she was like, Cause when you said like she was like cleaning his his area and stuff, she kind of was with the newspapers and shit. But mm-hmm. like the bed, she changed the, like the bedspread and everything. And I'm just like, yeah. The, the, so, what is she doing? <laughs> I want to just say a special fuck you to the ex, because okay, so it's okay. You want to break up with me? Cool. But leave your shit. But you are not going to see me. At the convenience store, walk and out and say, your shit? "Hey, just pay for it." Yeah, did did in your mind did you go this dude's a fucking huge cuck? Because I would have been like, "Fuck you!" In 1994, Brad, where I can't send a Venmo request to this girl, yeah, and say, yeah. "Nah, you gotta no, no. pay me my two dollars." Even it's not it's not like you, you're putting it into a kind tone. The dude she's getting railed by is on his bike outside looking at them. Exactly. It's like, nuh-uh. Go out there, call your man to come in here and, and, and pay, pay for, for you. shit. Because I ain't going to pay for it. Like, that part angers me every single time, Brad. And no, because like, we're, we're of the mindset. We're like, fuck you. Fuck no. No. 
And he just sits there and he's like, he's just like, oh, okay. In his yeah. mind, I would like to believe that, you know, that cop has already realized that he's moved on from her. And in his, in my mind, I, I think that he's sitting there and be like, yeah, that's kind of why I probably shouldn't have broken up with her before. Like I was just infatuated with this woman and I was in love with the I idea mean, of I her. Mean, granted, gorgeous woman for sure. Yeah. What yeah, is gorgeous? But, yeah. But, but at the same time, you ain't cucking me over like that. And also, what's it called? <laughs> cool. You want me to just throw your shit away? Happily, I will. You just told me to throw it away. Okay. Yeah. You said it, not me. But you are not about to be like, yeah, go ahead and pay for my stuff. No, I'm not. I'm not. No. I'd be like, yo, store owner, they just robbed your ass. Yeah. Here's their info. Or next time they <laughs> ask for, for pineapple, give them the expired cans. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that that whole that whole dialogue with the, the fucking clerk. Oh yeah. What is <laughs> clerk's what, like you, you can have all the fucking expired shit you I'm just doing my I job. I work here. Bro. <laughs> I just work here. Which by the way, that is anybody who works retail, bro. It's really like I, I, just I mean work that was here, bro. That was a clerk's moment. Yeah. <laughs> for sure. I just fucking work here, bro. I just fucking work here, bro. But um yeah, I, I just I, I fall in love with this movie every single time I watch it. It is one of my favorites from One Card Why. It is a movie that I know that I can that I don't that it's just an experience more than anything. It's it's an experience. I believe the young people would say it's a vibe and uh it's just something that just excels in creating an atmosphere and I, I just I love this movie so much, man. I'm gonna go ahead and give it what I you know, gave it since like the second time I watched it. I'm fucking ten. So, Brad, what is your final verdict? Um, this film is great story, uh, great cinematography, great direction. I, I I think my second review it will probably go up in value for my score because I won't be confused by the fucking thing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but for this first watch, it's a nine out of ten easily. Yep. Yeah, pretty much in the same place that I was when I first watched it, man. And then yeah. I rewatched it, and I was like, oh yeah. No, I see. I, I now I know what the fuck is happening. I love yeah. this shit. Yeah, because I think if you like, if you watch this a second time, you definitely get over that confusion because you know what's coming. Yeah. So with that said, that is our review for Chunking Express. We will be continuing with our One Car Y Film Month here as we look at Ashes of Time on Monday. It'll be public for you all, and then from there we're gonna go on through the rest of the films that we announced on uh, on last episode. But in the meantime, we want to thank you all so much for, for watching this video and watching this episode. We want to thank all the supporters here. Uh, if you're watching this on YouTube, make sure that you leave a like on this video and you subscribe to this channel. But don't forget to, to click that beautiful notification bell. You don't want to miss a single piece of content that comes to the channel. I promise 2023 is going to be big for us and you're not going to want to miss a single one of them. We also want to thank you all so much if you're listening to us on audio platforms. Leave a five-star review. Do that and help us get to, I believe it's 150, so we can submit the show for Tomato Meter approval. Also, we want to thank everybody who supports us on Patreon. Of course, what's it called? If you want to join us on Patreon, all you need to do is go to www.patreon.com slash nerdcore. And there's a lot of cool stuff like, you know, early access, a back catalog, 
commentaries, reviews, you name it. Go and check it out. We've got all of that stuff there. And um, I'm still trying to figure out exactly how I do my shout-outs. But for now, I'm going to thank our good old legacy producer, Shay. Brad, where can you find Shay? You can follow our friend Shane at twitch.tv slash XSRK or on Twitter at thrifted.il or go buy something from the Suppy God at Prison City Vintage in Illinois. Yes, sir. Um, y'all, what's going on? Patreon, we are doing what's it called? Uh, Rockamania. So Rockamania. our first uh, our first commentary drops on Saturday. It's for Rampage. Uh, that's going to be great. <laughs> I'm, I wasn't there for that one, so don't expect to see me on that one. I'm glad because I do not want to watch that movie again. But um, yeah, all our other social media is on the little scroller right here. So the nerdcore underscore on Twitter, the nerdcore on Instagram, www.thenerdcore.com for interviews, reviews, and such. But in the meantime, Brad, it's been a wonderful time. We will see them all on Monday for a review of Ashes of Time. But in the meantime, I'm signing off, Brad. Sit them out. All right, Raul. Thank you being host as always. Thank you to all those who are listening to this in the future or in the present for you because this is a pre-recording. Kylie, this is a pre-recording. And uh, thank you to all our listeners out there, all our patron supporters. We appreciate each and every one of you. And uh, to end this episode, um, I'm just going to say don't get cucked and buy your ex her shit, especially when she's getting on the back of a bike with her muscular boyfriend. Dumbass. Young Yoda out. Oh, that butt shit.